Hey guys, this is another episode where I go live with my friend Drew. We talk about various amounts of subjects ranging from the United States leaving the WHO, the Supreme Court case that upheld DACA, and this ongoing siege in Portland. Thank you very much for listening. Hope you enjoy. see my face i can see yours how you feeling drew <laughs> i'm good man how are you doing dude man i'm good man good for the moment bro you know just slowly contemplating the impending doom that we're all living through right now and yeah just trying to do my best to cope deal and make sure that i survive this uh whatever was happening right now you know how like back it, in almost, the... it almost sounded like you said coke deal coke deal <laughs> coke deal, coke deal. I know you said cope and deal with, yes. Yeah, cope and deal, cope and deal, cope and deal, all those things, man. Um, dude, like I told you yesterday, dude, I had like a straight up like moment of just like, like, it wasn't panic a panic attack. attack. It wasn't a panic attack. Like, I, I, I know what panic attacks are. This was not a panic attack. I just was just like, I was just like angry, just mad, dude, like because of everything that's going on, man. Like, and it's like. What sucks about everything we've been going through, it's all 100% avoidable. It was all avoidable, right? Yeah. Everything was avoidable. Um, I think what we have, I think what's happening in this country right now is that we're starting to truly see the power structure and the people who lead the power structure and how completely inadequate those people are at receiving information. Um, and by that, I mean this. Most of the people in true power in this country were raised in a time where the internet wasn't a thing. Most of these people were already out of college when the internet was happening, right? Like, so these guys don't even really know how to use their phones. By just the fact that you and I know how to use this thing that's in our hands, means that we are able to get information at like basically the speed of light not compared to every like compared to those people like they're getting secondhand knowledge from probably aids that all have an agenda right and what's happening is like there's a there's a, a real true information vacuum in the power structure right now you know what i mean yeah. It's ridiculous, man. Um, so today I wanted to talk about straight up, dude, like the, the reason I had that like moment of just like, oh, my God, what's happening is just because Trump just every week, man, is just doing stuff that is just ridiculous. dude. Um, it's just like just like just totally like in any other news cycle, we would not be dealing with this mess. But like, OK, so so what I want <laughs> let me let me preface some things by just actually going through some stuff that I did this week. <laughs> First. He, threat, he said that we need to make schools open. So first he said we have to get schools open. Then he says he's going to, he's threatening to, to actually boyc like stop funding for schools if they don't open all the way. Then the CDC sent some guidelines through to open schools up. But then he told them that the CDC requirements are too harsh. 
They're too harsh. Schools can't open. It's going to be too expensive for schools to open under these rules. And then, also, he completely pulled us out of the WHO this week. So it's like... Well, he can't officially do that yet, right? Correct. Like, he said, he stated that, but it, it doesn't come to effect until, um, until November, right? So I think whoever, it really is, it's dependent on who becomes the next president, is what I heard. I could be bad, bad information, but the president of the United States does not have the actual explicit power to stop federal funding for anything unless he has Congress on his side. So the thing we have to understand about the presidency, it but is, I'm talking about the WHO, oh, the like WHO? the WHO decision. Gotcha. Uh, the W it, it can't like, he can't, uh, he can't make that decision yet. Like he, he said that publicly, but he can't actually do anything until November, so it's really up to the next president anyway. For sure. Um, oh, well, the, yeah. the WHO thing is like, uh, the WHO, we can undo that completely. We can undo that, and I 100% believe that whoever's the next president is going to undo that. Unless the next president... Especially if it's not Trump, yeah, right? It's, yeah. it's not Trump. Especially... Yeah, so what I mean is the next, 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 the next president. Yeah, yeah we're going to completely undo that. Uh, <laughs> do you think Kanye will undo it? Uh, yeah. I think Kanye has explicitly said that he does not uh, he does not follow Trump's logic anymore. He does not want to go along with what Trump says anymore. Oh God. Are you gonna vote for Kanye if, if Kanye no. comes and splits the Democratic you know who I you know what I miss, man? I miss when Kanye was just a rapper, dude. You remember when we were in fucking Yo. high school and and like college dropout came out, we were both like, dude, dude, this is I think album. he has a song. Doesn't he have a song that says that? Like I miss the old Kanye. <laughs> he has a song that just came out like or not just came out but like i'm saying like within the last two years of like i miss the old kanye yeah <laughs> like yeah it's... yeah me too i'm you know this was even before kanye was even like an asshole there was a time when kanye was just a badass rapper producer dude and then and then and then and then the Taylor swift thing happened remember that the vmas we're like, what? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he was like, Wait, "Let me finish." You don't think finish. it? You don't think it started? Uh, you don't think it started with the man? The, like the best acting I've ever seen Mike Myers do. Oh my god! Is when Mike Myers oh my god. is just standing next to Kanye West. Yeah. And Kanye West is like, George Bush doesn't like black people, and Mike <laughs> Myers just like continues to look at the camera, yes. nods, nods at like Kanye West, looks back at the camera. And then Chris Tucker is just like, oh fuck, what the fuck does fools just say? What? What <laughs> like, happened here? Chris Tucker. What? Chris Tucker's just like, do I really have to start after that? Like, he didn't. He didn't even start right away because he's like, you know, he was gonna say like, you can donate some money, does whatever. But like, he just like, do I really have to like encore? <laughs> do I have to go after Kanye? Just say, said that shit about the president. Yeah. <laughs> I'd imagine, oh man! I'd imagine those I think it started somewhere that, and then and then the Beyonce video where he was like, "Y'all hold up, you, you know." Oh, he said, "Good job," but I'm a dude. I don't know what you just said. Your audio like completely cut out as soon as you said something. So I thought that maybe you said something nasty, and then it just like muted you. <laughs> Is your shit messed up right now? Can you talk? Right on. Um, so, like, so let me do this. I'm gonna actually read some of these articles that I pulled up real quick. 
Just to, just to let the people know what the hell is going on. So this is from AP News, right? President Donald Trump on Tuesday launched an all-out effort pressing state and local officials to reopen schools this fall, arguing that some are keeping schools closed not because of the risks from the coronavirus pandemic, but for political <coughs> reasons. Okay, so what... what What's crazy about the about the conservatives, you know, about the Fox News crowd? Oh, hold up, hold up, Barney, hold up, Barney. I'm gonna let you finish. Okay. I'm gonna let you finish, but I just want to say President Barack Obama <laughs> was the best president ever. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Drop the mic. Whatever. <laughs> you know what? I trust Barack Obama better as a leader, just a, just a straight leader. You know, just a dude. Who just, just a talker. Just a, yeah. Who a uniter? Just bring us together. Don't sow division. Why do we have to sow division? It doesn't make any fucking sense to sow division. We're one nation. Yeah. Um, like what I love about these cons about the conservatives, man, is that what they are doing is what they are touting the left is doing. Right? We're gonna talk about these. Yep. We're gonna talk about these uh, the protests, right? Do you know? Do you, do you know uh, what extremists have actually killed police? They're on the right. Right. Militia conservative groups have actually murdered police officers. They've been arrested. This dude from the Boogaloo movement did it. From the Proud Boys did yep. it. Right? Uh, and the Boogaloo Boys? Yeah. These guys are actually doing that. Um, and if you if you watch if you watch Fox News, they always tell fake news. Fake news is making everything crazy. We don't know what's going to happen. They are literally lying to people's faces. Right? So they are the fake news. Donald Trump is the one sowing division for political reasons, dude. For political, it's 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 actually, it's crazy how like the mirror of what they're trying to say the right is doing is pointed directly at them, man. It's completely pointed at them. They're the ones with the fake news. They're the ones doing sowing the divisions for political reasons in this country. And look, if you're listening to this and you're you're a, a Trump loyalist, look, this is not for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't I don't subscribe to that hippie dippy stupid logic. Uh, I am for uh, reason and 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 logic and science. All right. I don't watch. CNN. I don't watch TV, right? I get my news basically from a shitload of news articles, from a crapload of news websites, and a whole lot of news podcasts that I listen to for journalists that I trust. Okay. And and what the conservatives are doing in this country, America, are 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 sowing division on a scale here too with not seen since the Civil War, and. And yep. it all culminated, it all culminated in Lafayette Square. You remember that? You remember what happened at Lafayette Square? Oh, I, I remember, man. You feel very strongly about it. Our I'm, I'm saying, like, we all should, but I'm just saying, I, I know that you feel very strongly I, about I, it. That morning, dude, that morning at 4 o'clock in the morning, maybe 5 o'clock in the morning, I think it was at the D.C. police arrested a CNN reporter on live television. I woke up to that, Right? And then later that day, I was eating my sandwich like I do after work on my couch, watching CNN because it had been the protest. 
and on live television, I saw military police forcibly remove peaceful protesters before, before the curfew. Yep. Like, at that, like, I, I, I have, I don't have a civics degree. I took, I have, a, I have currently an associate's of arts degree. To get that degree, you also need a high school degree. So the only government formal teaching that I have is from high school, well, actually middle school, high school, and some college civics classes that I took. Yeah, and, and, and half of that was bullshit Texas history. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, just Texas when, government. We had to learn Texas government, right? Yeah. Like that was a whole semester. Yeah, for sure, dude. Like, it, it's it's, and just from that knowledge, I knew that this man was violating the First Amendment right before my eyes, dude. It was insanity. Yeah. He and the entire time leading up to that, he was talking about law and order, rule of law, and he was going to actively send the military in to just destroy these protests across the country. After Lafayette Square, thank God, dude. Thank God for the military. Thank God for the military and the Constitution because a week later, dude, six fucking four-star generals said no. These are retired four-star generals, but the people who are currently in the power structure can't really speak out. These are, but these are people in the know who influenced the power structure. They all said with one voice, Donald Trump is an enemy of the Constitution and that U.S. troops will not be used on U.S. soil to hurt U.S. citizens. Trump was about to do a coup, bro. He was going to mm -hmm. take the country by force. And, there, and, and Trump loyalists out there are still railing against, are still trying to get on that bandwagon, and they're still fucking, they're still trying to, they're still trying to do it. You know, it's all these right wing militia, all these right conservatives, the racists in this country. And like, I love the fact that now we know that racism in this country is a religion that is well funded, well organized, and they are ready to go at a moment's notice to defend the cause, man. And like, it's absolutely hilarious how even the Republican Party is so impotent, so completely and utterly devoid of any type of strength of conviction to talk this president down from his rhetoric. Because they don't, they don't have to, because he has so many followers that they're that his followers are being pumped up to where no matter what dude no matter what the rest of the republicans say like they're the uh, they're he's gonna have those his loyalists with them and so the republicans can't like bow down from this no they can't it's a it... they, they basically they created the monster yeah and people love that monster yeah. <laughs> and so if, if you if you if they love the monster man they're gonna love the party so like they're just creating they're actually just creating worse human beings honestly I think because they're, they're, all the people who were afraid to come out are just coming out yeah. of the woodworks now. And I felt that rising tide since 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 his election when oh, yeah. when, when last Donald, 4 years the last 4 years yeah. been going hard. 
I felt it. And I honestly, the moment he called our relatives rapists, my parents, I don't know if your parents came here first, came here, but call my parents, your parents, rapists. Um, I, I, I immediately was like, oh, he's not going to get elected. What are you talking about? Well, God, come on. Really? This, this country's better than that. I thought this country was better than that. And then he was elected. <laughs> um, and then for the last four years, um, people have been really okay with showing their racist stripes. Like when I was a technician over, when I was a, when I was a, a security alarm technician, I had a guy, I had a conversation with a guy, you know, I just got to know the guy, you know, just, you know, shooting the shit while I was installing his alarm system. And like, I, we were talking about stuff and politics and all that. He straight up called Obama the N-word to my face. And I, you know, and I was like, really? Like, you just okay with saying that to me? I'm obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm brown as hell, you know, I could be a little sensitive to the racial rhetoric, but, like, that, that, when that happened, I realized, like, okay, these guys are coming out of the woodwork, and they're kind of okay with saying what they want to say, and, like, that's what, that's what, that, 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 that rhetoric was amplified by a pandemic, right, uh, and he's doing everything he can to, 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 to kind of like qualm with that base. And I think like, I don't think he wants to be president anymore. I think he, he you know, there's rumors that he wants to buy OAN. Um, and if you've yeah. heard, you heard of OAN, um, I think what he's doing- Oh yeah, man, that, that's, the only, uh, that's the only reporter that he ever answers questions, like, like longer than two word questions. Yeah. Or two sentence questions like, she can say like the most ridiculous thing ever and he'll somehow still answer it. Even though like, you know, we're, we're wondering about like coronavirus and she says something about something else. She just asks any question she wants and he like goes after her in the press conferences or, or he was, you know, when, when we had pre press conferences all the time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He not... was obviously like, he was, uh, he was brown nose in the OAN for a while. For sure, dude. Like, so uh, there, there's a theory out there that he wants to buy OAN. So, like, I, I think what's going on here is that he's actually, he's, he's stoking those flames because he, he wants those people to still like him when he leaves so that when he buys OAN, he can become racist Jesus <laughs> and, and be on that network. You know what I mean? Like, it's, he wants that network to be the Trump-based network. So, because yeah. like, honestly, like, I don't think he wants to be president anymore because his rhetoric, um, his numbers are fucking terrible. And it's not like he doesn't know what he needs to do to, like, get more support. You know, like, give a speech about unity. Uh, <laughs> maybe be a little bit more concerned about the coronavirus. You know? You know, the, those little things that are really simple little things you can pick out of the sky to make sure that this country is a little bit more on your side. He's completely absentee right now. Like, he's, he's an absentee father. He's not doing anything but just going around trying to put on, uh, put on a random, uh, a random like a, 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 a Trump rally, you know? Like, that's literally what his M.O. is right now.
right? He's just putting on Trump shows for his people so that yeah. these people can eventually be watching his his racist news network at some point. Um, that's what I believe. Yeah. I, you don't know for, the, the, for sure. I, I actually do remember, like, the thing you were talking about, too, uh, when he... Um, when he came to like Texas to like, you know, to get all his supporters while he was running for president. Yeah. And he told everybody like, oh, we're going to build a wall and it's going to be so high that you can, you know, keep people out. And I'm like, and I was just thinking about all the people, like, how is he convincing these people? Like, do they not hear him? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? And I remember somebody close to me, um, somebody close to me who was Hispanic said, oh my God. We're gonna vote for him, and I'm like, what? Why? And dude, it's just like, well, dude. And and this person is like, um, like a baby boomer age, you know, like older, and uh, wasn't born here. And I was like, how did, how did his influence get to you? And like, I I literally had to sit this person down and talk to them for a while. Like, how did he get to you? And like, it was the teachers' unions, the teachers' unions talked to a whole bunch of people and convinced them that he was the only right choice huh and i'm like wait what and i was like that that's so dumb i was like yeah we got if we're gonna keep our jobs we're gonna have to like vote for him I'm like what the like and he was doing unions? things the teacher yeah of all yeah exactly the teacher unions? the conservatives have been defunding fucking <laughs> exactly so i was like, like how did he even get that like how did he get that support <laughs> Honestly, you're touching on something that I really want to talk about as well. Um, Mexican racists. Okay. Now, you know who I'm talking about. These gun-toting, cowboy hat-wearing, Trump-supporting brown people. Oh, okay. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know why, but, like, I I thought you were talking about, like, Mexicans who are racist. And I was like... Who do we have left to be racist on? No, no, Besides I whites. I don't I mean, know what like... it is, but like there's this sect of Mexican Americans that have joined the the conservative right movement. What? And are like gun ho about kicking immigrants out, making sure nobody comes across the border. Don't touch my guns. You know what I'm have you not seen this around? Have you not seen the memes? I, I've seen these people. They're like the they're like there is there is like a, a lot of 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 Hispanic people that have assimilated that are also white supremacists. It's fucking weird. Really? Yeah, have you never have you never dealt with these? I mean, they're they're in Texas everywhere. Oh, I'm sure. It, I mean, I've, I've met a lot of racist Hispanics. It, it I I think like I don't I think it's like I think Mexicans are on like, we're like the bottom, you know, like we're, we're the, we're the bottom, bottom, you know, like you've got tears to society. And I think like, um, like Hispanics have just like assimilated to culture in Texas so much that there's like a legacy of like certain, like, like I think I think there's like like a lot of uh, like like there are white Texans that brought Mexicans in who are very conservative and they've just mished together and have kind of just like have the same type of ideology 
It's it's crazy. Isn't there more Hispanics than any other like other any other minority? Not yet. It will happen within the next five years. No, no way. It, it has to be. I think it's now, man. In I'm pretty sure Latinos in America. In America, I don't think in America. America is definitely more white than anything else. No, no, I'm sorry. More Hispanics than any other race besides white. Besides white, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know about that number. I'm saying whites. Whites number one. For sure. Hispanics number two. Latinos are number two, and then everything else falls after that. Let's see if I can get a breakdown here. That computer is just lagging. I don't know. Let me see if I can get a breakdown. If I can get a race breakdown of America. Uh, okay, so I pulled some. I pulled up race and ethnicity in the United States. Uh, it says non-Hispanic white is sixty percent, sixty point four to be exact. Latino or Hispanic of any race are 18.3 and black or African-American is 13.4. Huh. I, I, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I, but I definitely feel like uh, there's, there's just like a culture. There's a culture war within Hispanic, though. Like, it's, it's oh, weird. Oh, always been. Yeah, yeah, yeah for it's, sure. It's weird. I, I, I just feel like Hispanics have been here. I mean, Hispanics have been here forever, right? Uh, since back in that back in that day, and like some of them, you could say b before we even started America. <laughs> yeah, I mean they've been here. <laughs> the border literally you could crossed say that. them. They were the one people yeah. that the border crossed. <laughs> like they didn't cross. There's yeah, Hispanics been here. I don't know what it is, man. But there's so many Hispanic Trump supporters. It boggles the mind to me, um, because like he's like it's just he's a straight racist. Like there's no hiding. He's not even trying to hide it anymore. Like uh, he. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Like it's not. Like, it's just funny. Have you have you noticed that conservatives have actually like not said anything on social media? They have remained so quiet. <laughs> yeah. Since, since the beginning of the pandemic, not the pandemic, but like the since the beginning of the the race riots. It's it's, it's incredible. Um, you know, I mean, I, what can they say? Like, what what can they say? Like, they they want to hype up on their news that like you know people are are. Uh, you know, looting and breaking things and stuff like that. And I was just like, honestly, they didn't, like nobody, nobody started looting or rioting until after they said that, you know, like the looting and the rioting did not start. So this, right is, actually, at the this, is, actually, this is actually a good, good place to kind of talk about the Portland, the Portland, uh, the siege riots that are happening yeah. for the last 40 days going on. Um, so it's important to talk about Miami when it comes to the actual riots. Because Miami um, actually did actually has a history with riots, so they um, I'm not sure exactly why what the history is there, but they actually have tactics that they've developed throughout the years to deal with riots. You're talking about in Florida? Yeah, Florida. Miami and Florida. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So they have a, they have these rules, right? They they understand that crowds, um, they they um, uh, what what am I gonna say? Um, they um they uh they they uh, they, uh, they, uh, they they look for signs of escalation, right? right. Uh, so the police chief of Miami-Dade stated that you cannot be in complete riot gear and start a, a defensive line. If you, if you start out in complete riot gear, it is a signal 
for the bad actors in the protests to begin rioting. Also, if, okay. you, if you develop a strategic defensive position, meaning you make a line of policemen that is also a signal to the bad actors in the protest to begin rioting. And then another yep. signal is when you start using non-lethal munitions. That is another sign of things, of, of an escalation that the bad actors are wanting to go into, right? Yes, and, and you're saying like bad, bad actor as in like... The right-wing conservatives like, that are trying to riot, right? The yeah, yeah, boys. and then those are, those are just like, those are people who just want to riot. And as soon as they see any of those things happening, they're not even for the cause. They actually just start to riot. Yeah, they just want to start World War Three. I mean, they just want to start Civil War Two or Three, right? Um, yeah, they just want like, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Um, so like, do you, do you remember? Sorry, no, I got no, please, a, please, I got please. a tangent for a second. Yeah, do you ahead. remember when the police, the Dallas police shootings happened in 2016, I believe, that was 2018, the first 2016. Time, that was the first time that I got a text message from like two people that I hadn't talked to in years. And they were like, uh, you live in Dallas, are you okay? But yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I, 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 I worked I worked in downtown. I remember I had to lock down my building um, and we made sure that nobody left during that time. But I remember those times specifically because it was the first time that I had seen pro like everybody. That was the first year that they allowed assault weapon. Like you could open, like you could just carry an assault weapon places yeah. yeah do you remember that yeah yeah yeah. and i remember there was a story there was a guy who was carrying it was during the pro it was actually during the protest that the shootings happened a guy was just walking around with a with an assault rifle they saw like they, and he was caught on video and camera um and like there was an apb for this guy out uh a dirt, like after the Be shootings because he was wrongfully he was wrongfully um targeted yeah, it, it wasn't because him. he was yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? Like, yeah. it, he was, he they, was they put out the, yeah, he was just carrying an assault rifle, and they assumed he was the shooter, and they were looking for him, and he went into hiding, and he, like, had to turn himself into a cop and say, like, don't shoot me. I'm not shooting anybody. And, like, it was it was really scary. But I, I, I just remember, I'm thinking about that whole year. The year in Dallas started with this, in Reunion Tower, our, you know, our most beloved tower of, yeah. of the DFW yes. skyline. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, somebody shot themselves with the gun on New Year's by mistake, like a full Plaxico Burris. Yeah. Like they just, they bought me, I don't know what happened. They mishandled their own weapon and they, they shot themselves in the foot or something. Yeah. Uh, that could have actually happened to Omni. I, I get those two <clears throat> places confused. They're right They're next right to each next other. They're right next to each other, yeah. Um, so somebody got shot themselves up. That's how that year started. And then and then we get to this protest where, you know, we're having a protest and then all of a sudden um, everybody has, I remember seeing that at that protest, there was samurai swords because <laughs> that, that was also a rule that got, like we could all carry samurai swords. <laughs> you can carry samurai swords and you can carry- only in, Texas, only in Texas can you carry Jeez. samurai swords Open apparently. <laughs> and um and then assault rifles Texas. and it was the scariest protest you know because like everybody just had their guns you know this i remember this little girl had her pink ar-15 
And I was like, she just had a fucking powder coated pink uh, assault rifle. And I'm like, you are like 14. <laughs> we have to have a rule on this, right? Like, yeah, dude. <laughs> but uh, anyway, like everybody had a gun. And then we were like, we're wondering, wait, why did somebody use a gun? Like, yeah. oh, everyone's just allowed to carry guns now. Of course, it's going to be the old Wild West. For it's sure. going to be, it's not going to be any more about who's a good guy, who's a bad guy. It's going to be about who can pull out their weapon the fastest. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it turned into gunslinging, showdown at the corral kind of type shit. And like slowly, think about like what year that was. Like America has not, <laughs> we have not gotten better at any anything, race, race relations <laughs> or fucking uh, weapon, like within our weapons. Uh, I can't think of the word, but you know. We have not gotten our gun control down at all Dude. Uh, since that since that day. It's it's been four years and nothing has happened. Like we all said, something we were going to start doing things, and no one's fucking lifted a finger. Yeah, Congress, Congress, man, dude. In the last fucking last, I mean, maybe four years, but honestly, the last like eight years, Congress just gets in these stalemates where they just don't budge on any side, and they're they're doing it right now. The reason we don't have a new stimulus package is because the riots happened, and now they're in a stalemate for police reform. Like, literally, right now, they're talking about police reform. They're not talking about a, a stimulus package. Trump wants to give another check out, and he says that he wants it to be bigger than the last check. Um, but, like, Congress is currently, like, the, the Democrats want qualified immunity to be done. The Republicans think that qualified immunity, if you get rid of it, is going to hurt other things, like paramedics and firefighters and other public... You know, and they're just, they're at it right now on that. And it's this thing that happens right. all the time. Congress, it's like the only engine that has been moving in our Congress or our government, honestly, is two things. Um, first is a weird one, but Mike Pence, <laughs> who has who gone rogue and is going out and doing his own coronavirus task force meetings is separate from Trump completely. And secondly, well, now, are they separate? Because he's like he's in charge of the task force, isn't right. he? He's in charge of the task force, but Trump hasn't been to a meeting, hasn't even talked about the coronavirus. But uh, besides saying it's because he doesn't want to deal with it, man, at all. He doesn't. I, want to yeah, deal I know the China virus. The China uh, that's virus. what I was like. Yeah. Didn't he call it like the kung fu virus or like the the kung? Didn't flu. he like say something? The kung, kung flu. flu. Yes, that was yeah, way better. Yeah, that was way better. Yeah, the kung flu. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, 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 the, and the next thing that has actually been moving in our in our country is the Supreme Court. <laughs> the Supreme Court has actually been doing stuff. Um, and and what's funny is they've actually been they've been very they've been like look like we want to say things are political, but honestly, like it's not like politics is true, but like political nature is not. It's not what's going on in our government it's it's what we it's what we want it to be right it's literally just people fighting for laws and and some laws fall on the like like the true conservative liberal thing liberals want everything under the sun conservatives don't want to change anything whatsoever right so when anything changes in the country people are just like liberal liberal agenda liberal agenda yeah. Liberal agenda, yep. but it's not the liberal agenda. Liberals just want to do stuff. Conservatives don't want to do anything but cut taxes. 
<laughs> that's it's it. Like if, uh, um, but like uh, the, but like I was saying, the the engine of our, uh, but like the Supreme Court has actually been doing stuff that people tout as liberal. Like they 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 got they made they gave protections to the LGBTQ to uh, LGBTQ uh, plus uh, community. Uh, for job protection, which actually was probably going to do more for gay rights than gay marriage did in a lot of ways, right? They voted for that. Um, and then they just did, they did, um, what was I they, they, they just granted protections. Uh, they actually granted the stay. Basically, they, they, they granted the memorandum that Barack Obama instituted for DACA to stay. Right now, people right. think that that is a, cons a, a liberal thing. But if you read the actual dissent or if you read the actual outline of the reason why they did it. So this is kind of this. So this is a little bit of a breakdown here um, for political speak, not political, but, but like judicial speak. So um, John Roberts, who's the guy who is technically the head of the Supreme Court right now. Right. Like uh, he was he's considered conservative. Right. Conservative, which look conservative doesn't mean anything. But he's conservative, right? He, like, people think that he operates on political leanings. That's why he's in there, right? So they, they think that he's going to vote for the abolishment of abortion rights, the abolishment of gay rights, the, the, you know, the abolishment of immigrant rights. But uh, his, uh, his decision on, on DACA points, so this, 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 is what, this, is, this is what the DACA thing is. Right? So Barack Obama put a memorandum on kicking out, kicking out DACA recipients, right? It eventually right. made it to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court decided, I think it was like a five to four decision. Roberts was part of the part of the, the justices that decided that it can't not be undone. That decision was based on a former decision. I'm sorry, that decision was based on the language that the Trump administration wrote. The language was not right. So he, they basically punted it back to Trump saying, you just need to word this differently before we can do this. <laughs> that in of itself is a conservative decision with a liberal outcome. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's you have to separate yourself from the actual things that are happening in government and pull yourself away from the political thinking. And we're just we're just in this like cave of political ideology that we can't see away from it. Right. And they, they want to, you know, if and like that doesn't, you know, because that's not a news story. Like what you said is a news story. What All up, you know, what is a news story? Oh, yeah. What is a news story is that, like, you know, whenever somebody says, hey, uh, this is a red story or this is a blue story. And that's the only thing that makes it, uh, you know, yeah. entertaining. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's I mean, I, I don't know where the rise of that came. It probably is just straight from the 24 hour news cycle. Right. That created this political like not even divide. I think political divides have always existed. I think like the constant barrage of separatism that we're constantly getting on 24 hour news cycles has like put us here, you know? Right. Uh, it's, it's crazy, dude. Uh, but, um, I, I, I was just, I, Oh, go ahead. No, no, please, oh, please, please go, go, go on a tangent. Cause I'm going to go on. No, 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 
<laughs> no, 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 no. Like mine, mine's, mine's kind of like short. I just wanted to like, I, I was like going through YouTube and I, I ran upon this. Uh, I, I don't know if I told you I was watching the West Wing because I wanted it to feel like what it would feel like in a good government or like what, what good yeah. government felt like. Yeah. It's just been a while. For and sure. then, uh, well, I, you know, I, I finished West Wing and then uh, I was watching, was fumbling through and like YouTube gave me this video of like a, an interview, a panel interview with everybody at, uh, at South by, I think, I think it was like South by in Austin and like, they're, they're talking through the panel and there's just like, you know, our show is going to get canceled. Uh, Aaron Sorkin, the, yeah. you know, amazing, yeah. amazing writer. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Sorkin was just like, our show is going to get canceled. We had nowhere to go. Um, the, the broadcast company that like, or I, cause I can't re remember who produced it. Do, do you know, was it NBC or was it West wing? Uh, uh, it's definitely network. Yeah. I don't know which network. Definitely network. Well, yeah, whatever network, like, m at the time, made a category for them. They made people in households with computers and internet access. That had not been a demographic huh. in the TV ratings before huh. West Wing. And he was saying that with without because that, that they were failing at all the ratings, like apparently like all the ratings said they were bad or something. But when they took the those they, they added like four extra categories. And when they added the Internet consumption category into it, it's what it, it's what kept that show alive for the longest time. And he also stated something that like um, that was when Blackberry came out was, you know, before smartphones, before easy yeah. access to like communication. Yeah. So, like, they gave everybody in the White House BlackBerry, like, sent Blackberries to all the White House staff so that they would use them. And when, like, West Wing was, you know, on the rise, they sent everybody on West Wing Blackberries to use them on the show. Oh. And it was just because they wanted everybody to, like, have that same kind of, like, quick communication that the White House was starting to have. And he was just like... And he, he's just, he was very bold. And this was, this interview was done in 2016 before the election. Uh, was that the year? Yeah. 2016. Yeah. So he was just like, um, I like we, we, as the show, we made Trump. <laughs> We're the reason why, like, like this whole thing exists. Like, you know what I mean? Like people watch that show. And like felt that they could, you know, anybody could be president kind gotcha, of type, gotcha, you know, like that kind gotcha. of thing. But he was he was also saying that like because of the open communication, because of the internet access and all that, like that's what he was just like he's saying like that's what made it easily possible to have the president that we do now. And he was also trying to say that like at that point, uh he was saying like this is why Trump's a candidate. Like not even like that he was president yet because he was trying he was vocally like trying to say do not vote for Trump. <laughs> We're in a very scary situation right now. <laughs> just and uh, it just took me back. I was like, it took me back that like how scared we were four years ago that this would actually happen, that all this would happen, and uh, that it all did. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's it, 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 yeah. At the beginning of the year of this year, uh, you know, the dominoes fell and like. And like the 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 big boulder of this stuff never happens. Oh, this only happens every hundred years. Oh, this also never happens in political history. 
like stuff that just was never that never was even in anyone's mind it just started to snowball and happen and like now it's like that stuff is happening on a weekly and almost daily basis on a lot of uh, you know uh, throughout this entire ordeal um and you know it, the coronavirus definitely exacerbated all of those issues and just brought them up to the forefront you know and and it, yep. it, it, it's done it's done things like relifted the veil on the racism in this country and how truly organized and powerful it is it's lifted the veil on the trump presidency and the thing that he, in the and his rhetoric and where it really comes from and it has made him completely shove himself into that and now we as a nation are seeing that play out um and he uh, and, and and we would never we never thought that we would have a sociopath i think he's psychotic because he's letting people die uh, <laughs> um president really take cover and take hold um it's it's nuts um i want to talk about before we leave about the portland protests so the portland protests siege really or riots as the portland police are stating have been raging for 40 days. There really has not been any kind of real, like, like, like mainstream media uh, attention on the Portland situation going on right now. So there's some context right. about the Portland situation. So, um, like Portland, Oregon, uh, I, I believe it's it's like near the it's like it's the, the western state. It's like not not like you wouldn't really think of it as a conservative or racist mecca right um uh for my understanding like, for my research it turns out that they were not a slave state right but they were not a slave state because they didn't want black people to be there period and the police department and the government for that matter has a story storied history of connections with the KKK specifically but racism throughout the time right and like you would think that like hey uh, Portland's like a like a you know especially Oregon we think of it as like a, a, a you know a, a, a mecca for like for for liberalism for like hippies and stuff like yeah that, you know but like I think of it as a mecca for white people. I know, like, I'm just saying, like, in my head, it's always been this mecca for white people because I can't think of one. I'm really having trouble of, like, thinking of anybody that I know who lives in Portland. That's, that's I know minority. one guy, but he's an expat and he, he moved there. Um, I haven't talked to him since this happened. Um, I don't really get his feeling of what's going on on the ground. Um, but right, like, like the history of that town is that. And what's happening now in the town is two things coming together. First of all, you have a police chief and a mayor who is staunchly against any kind of protest, right? So the police union and the police department in Portland, Oregon, specifically, have almost, like, unbelievable power. So they just 
they so they, it's like the the idea of abolishing the police or even defunding the police is at the moment in that town completely impossible because they had just passed just passed a budget that is far reaching for four years increasing the budget for the police force and increasing the salaries of all of the heads of the police department for the next four years plus you've got the fact that, that police department has been connected with racist organizations not just the kkk they have been actually uh, cited with like internal uh, um, investigations stating that they have had conversations with the proud boys specifically about organizing mm -hmm. and coming together and and stuff and and actually like like figuring out ways to kind of deal with the protest together right and then you've got the you know, then you've got the rising pro protest of people saying no more racism but then you've also got the military tactic that they've adopted see they are the police force now, unlike the miami police force who are like we cannot put on riot gear we put on riot gear it is assigned to the bad actors we cannot start a defensive line that is a sign to the bad actors. We cannot start using non-lethal munitions. That is a big sign to the bad actors. They, because of all those things, have been like bringing into the field military weaponry, putting on a line, and just going going like crazy on the protesters and you can't see this but i'm gonna start playing uh i'm gonna start like showing some pictures here of this stuff like it is it is crazy what's going on there like they have literally just night after night for 40 days have been going at it with almost a thousand protesters they have been handcuffing and taking journalists off of the street and putting them in jail filing them with federal with federal um, charges on top of the non-federal charges, which is really bad. It's gotten to the point where the city council, the governor, have actually started, like, give, like, have actually like, come out and said that the, the way that the Portland police, the Portland, Oregon police have been um, coming at these protests is completely wrong. Um, so, 4th of July weekend was when things got really heated. So I'm listening to the podcast, um, The Worst Year Ever. Uh, I've talked about, the, the, I've talked to, talked to you about this. So Worst Year Ever is a, part, is, a, is, a, is a podcast with one of my favorite journalists right now. His name is, uh, his, his name is I Write Okay on Twitter. Um, blanking on his name, because like I'm talking about him. Um, but his uh, his podcast started before this year, before coronavirus started, right? For sure. Because yeah. it's based off of the book, Yeah, right? Well, it's, or actually, it's actually based off the fact that this is going to be an election year for Trump, and he thought that, like, Robert That's Evans. Right. Robert Evans. He, he, like, they, they started this podcast before the pandemic, just because of 2020 being the election year, and they knew stupid things would happen. It's called Worst Year Ever. It's, like, the, some of the best reporting that I have heard, because this guy is in the field. He is a, he is a combat journalist who's been in Iraq, been embedded with, he's been embedded uh, uh, with soldiers from both sides, right? And he's now here in Portland on the ground. And he stated that this last weekend was four consecutive days 
of what they what, what was classified as riots, but it was a straight up siege between them and like and and and, and the protesters. So this is so this is a kind of a breakdown of what happened. So a couple things happened. Um, there was like thousands, thousands of fireworks that were being thrown from the protesters into the police line. The police were throwing uh, rubber bullets and impact impact gas. I've had the gas balls into crowds completely blindly as protesters were throwing fireworks into their lines so, uh, and, and like things like phalanxes started to happen and uh and and there was like it's there's like video on video about how like the 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 police are just shooting blindly into tear gas smoke right and then they they've also got federal agents coming in decked out in complete military wear going against the protesters as well like and like the fireworks are, are they even hurting anybody these fireworks um so they're throwing them at the police who are like decked out top to bottom in military that's what gear. i'm saying so like they're not they got a really face shield too much they have a shield they have like a regular shield and they have probably a face shield and then and then they're coming out with actual military like military force back basically 100 percent, dude and, it, and it, so what's happening here is an escalation like it's an escalation on two sides it's the police who are being commanded by someone who is staunchly against the movement and who is throwing munitions at peaceful protesters and escalation breeds escalation man what do you think protesters yeah. are gonna do if you start breasting them and beating them and it's crazy how like the mainstream media has not even caught on to, has not even put anyone out there yet um it, it's it's this perfect microcosm of this of what's happening in our country on an ideological level that's why i wanted to bring it up it's it's leadership of a apparatus the police department and this one look you cannot say this you can't say it's not true. This the police department has ties to right-wing militia, to racist organizations that has so much power that its local government can't even stop it. Right? And then you and then their escalation is causing the people of that town to completely defend themselves against the police. So you have an ideological fight happening in the streets for everyone to feast their eyes at. And it is like a perfect microcosm of what's happening in this nation. You know, you've got a, you've got a, you've got a staunch, like, hardline leadership that wants to stop everything at all costs. And you've got the rising tides of fighting coming out behind it. It's, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Um, uh, currently, uh, so currently... The, any developments on this on the ground? Uh, so protests are still going to be happening this weekend. Um, the state, or maybe the city, the police department now has a federal injunction because they kept they kept assaulting and arresting press so much 
the federal government put an injunction on them to stop doing that. Right? And, and currently, there is a mayoral race between the current police sympathizing mayor, and I forget the other candidate, but they are not. That race is now in a dead heat. It, did, it was in a dead heat before. It is now. Um, and then second, and then thirdly, you have a, a city council that is completely disowning the police department and saying that their tactics are terrible. They are the escalators, and they're the ones that are causing like undue harm to people. And that was like that's the whole title of the of the article, right? No confidence that the, yeah. the city council has no confidence in in this, the way the police is governing things right now. Which is like, which is insane for your city to tell you, like, we don't trust how you're doing your job, and uh, right now, because police are getting the most scrutiny right now, yeah, you know, for sure, for sure, man. Yeah, um, but, like police are like, like, it, like you, you don't want to say all oh, police are bad. They're not. Look, I, I'm such no. a believer. Like, I, I know good cops. My brother was an was was a bad bad person when he was growing up um and this one cop tried to help him man he tried to help him really hard he would come to our house check on him see how he was doing but like the, the good cops are real they are there it's just these power structures that are honestly as old as this country yeah yeah, and then uh, because, you know, I, I just like earlier I was t talking to you about that that Dallas shooting, and the, the only reason why I hadn't even looked it up is because I wanted to look up an interview, which we should pull up maybe in the next episode uh, next week or something. But there's this, there's this like uh, there's video of our police chief. I, I think his name was David Brown. Um, he he uh, he left Dallas because um, the whole department was getting like really was already low funded, right? And he wasn't going to get paid anymore and, you know, all this stuff. And he, he had been through too much in Dallas already and he was kind of over it. So he, he left to go just be like a regular cop in Chicago. Well, it turns out now he's, he is like uh, the chief of police of Chicago, wow. which is like a, a pretty big step up to, yeah, to say like, sure. but he was, he was definitely like a local hero when all those shootings happened. And uh, the, I watched this video and he, he goes in and he says like, we, we can't do our job. Our job is to protect and serve, but like, I, we don't have the resources to be, um, to be like, okay, they're, they're, this guy has a drug addiction. I have to fix that. Oh, there's some dogs loose. You know, I have to take care of that. Oh, you know, that there's, you know, just like other, just all these like different domestic issues that aren't really the police's, responsibilities or yeah. shouldn't be really for sure and and like there's definitely things that like are way above like needing the police for that they get called for all the time and yeah. it's and like we have no structure in place to kind of resolve that so i i i think yeah defunding the police is correct but like we have to we have to figure out a way to put people to replace those cops that are more trained in other, in the things that cops are not trained on. I think, you know, like we need more of uh, counsel, like, you know, um, sorry, go ahead. What were you saying? Oh, keep going. I'm going to look something up real quick. 
please, because like, so like the. Good. Uh, um, so the Dallas, the, the, yeah, no. Dallas police chief. I'll, I'll, I'll come back. The former Dallas police chief had a great, a great interview that has actually gone viral in the last couple weeks. Where he, I forget his name, the former police chief. He talks about. He talks about how, uh, 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 the police just do too much. We're asked. No, that, to, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. That I was just. My yeah. bad. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that's the that's exactly the interview that I'm talking about. Gotcha. So like, if you can pull that up, you should pull that up and find, and get it. Uh, it's 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 a great interview, but he's like, we're asked to do too much. Like we can't. We can't do all these things, and like I think that video will do way better, of uh, vocalize like both. See, I can't. I can't even have words come out of my mouth right now. Sorry. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Just mute me. No, you're good. No, you're good, man. <laughs> um, I just I forget I forget the guy's name. Um, I think it was like Chief Hit Chief, Chief Hall. No, that's is that Rena? Um, he. No, it's David Brown. David Brown. Okay. I uh, think. Yeah, I, I remember. It. I remember. It. He said, "You ask cops to do too much." This was actually, I think. Part of his uh, his uh, his his like um, 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 uh, like when they were talking about the shooting in 2016 in Dallas, um, they asked cops to do too much. We go out into the streets and get the dogs off the streets. We go That's what out, I'm talking about. Yeah. We go out and we we're asked to take care of the homeless. We're asked to go. We're asked to go take care of overdoses. We're asked to do all these things, and like I. I know that defund the police means different things to different people. Me, and but just to yes. just to, on the side note, like I loved also like what what we're what you know our I guess our audience is missing here is just the way he says it. He doesn't say it with anger or or anything. He doesn't say it as a judgment. He says it as like he's stressed because he wants to do more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. He says it because he's he actually cares, uh, just because the way that we're kind of saying it, you know, like oh we're asked we're being asked to do too much, you know what I mean? Like no, he didn't say it like that. I just wanted to make sure that's clear. I've got the interview. I'm gonna play it if I can. Great. Dynamically work with your Webflow data, make Listening updates to, to your right site, now. get custom alerts, and more. Oh, bro, you gotta get that premium, man. Get started for free today. You don't got that premium? I don't got that premium, dog. I'm sorry. I want to play this thing real quick. I'll put you on my family plan. Yeah, put me on the family plan. Hopefully this plays. Okay, this is... Skip it. It's former police, Dallas police chief. I believe that I'm able to stand here and discuss good, this with you. It's a good you. commercial. It's uh, a testament to God's grace and his sweet tender... Just to be quite honest with you. Uh, because uh, what we're doing and what we're trying to accomplish here is above challenging. It, it is, we're asking cops to do too much in this country. We are. We're just asking us to do too much. Every societal failure, we put it off on the cops to solve. Not enough mental health funding. Let the cop handle it. Not enough drug addiction funding. Let's give it to the cops. Here in Dallas, we got a loose dog problem. Let's have the cops chase loose dogs. It, you know, schools fail. Give it to the cops. 70% um, of the African American community is being raised by single women. 
Let's give it to the cops to solve that as well. That's too much to ask. Policing was never meant to solve all those problems. And I just ask for other parts of our democracy, along with the free press, to help us, to help us uh, and not put that burden all on law enforcement to resolve. Okay, yeah. What's the date on that? It's um, July 11th, 2016. Yeah, uh, what I love is like when he says, you know, police was never meant to solve all those problems. No. That's absolutely right. He was just like, I, and he just, he's like, I just ask for other parts of our democracy, along with the free press to help us, to help us and not put that burden on, or all of that burden on law enforcement to resolve it. It was like, you said the right thing. <laughs> and like, you were in the highest power of what you could do. Like, he had national media attention and he worked for a city that just went through a, a high profile disaster. So he was national news at the time and nobody listened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he was able to get on that pedestal. He was able to like get up there and say something and he did it. He did the right thing. And I, I really applaud him for that because he was able to use his voice at the time to, to speak his mind. And I'm sure he got a lot of, you know, and honestly, he was looked at as a hero because of it. I'm sure he got some shit for it too. But um, he he said those things four years ago. Yeah. And and now when when more of America decides to say the same thing, <laughs> it causes what, what we've been seeing the last couple of weeks. Yeah. It's 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 just not right. Like I mean, I know that that was on news channels. Like what what did you pull that from? That 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 was on CNN or something? CBS, DFW, Channel Eleven. Oh, my bad. On their YouTube channel. I, I thought, uh, the one the one that I had pulled up was was it's on. It's gone viral. It's for sure gone viral. But what I'm saying was like it was on MSNBC. It was on like national news coverage. Right. Um, and like the, you know they. Yeah, he, he spent that time to say that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I just... Dude, like, I, I feel like... So, like, like I was saying earlier, like, I think defund the police means two things to, to, to different people. Like, to some people, it means, oh, they want to abolish the police? Like, completely? No. Right? Nobody, like, yeah. Get that. Like, there's some people think that's what it is. To me, defund the police means... Get that giant bloated budget. It's the biggest budget in any city. Any city's budget, the police budget's the biggest. And it's big by a large margin. Huge margin. Like leaps and bounds bigger than anything else. And the thing that really boils me is the wasted money. The wasted, like when we get to an end of a fiscal year, you're going to see... You're gonna see your the helicopters go out because they need to spend the gas money. You're gonna see the the horse cops come out for no reason. You know, you, you see all that that stuff because if they don't use their budget, they lose it. Yeah. And the, there's just such a waste of money that like that could be spread to so many. I I would happily give your cop car take take the decal and the lights off your cop car, and give it to a social worker, 
and connect that social worker with the same 911 dispatcher yeah. that talks to you and have that social worker go take care of some of those situations that they are way more trained to take care of than you are. And keep the cops on, like, standby, you know? Yeah, have a cop go there too. You right. know, like the B cop, the B cop should know what house the cop that takes care of that area should know what house that call came from, what the problem is, and get the person the right help. And that help should be funded by the same people who fund the police. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, I think. But like, like that's that's that, that's what I like. We need like there's there needs to be a system where like we still need people to like hunt down killers. Like we still need detectives. We still need people with guns to make sure that other people with guns don't hurt people. Like that is never gonna go away. Like that is those things are always gonna be around because human beings are flawed and we we're we're petty, we're angry. We hate each other. We, you know, we're all those things. But we yeah. need we need to we need to stop bringing a hammer into a situation that requires a helping hand. Um, and I, you know, I don't know what that looks like. What, it, but it's but there's there's definitely there's definitely other ways of dealing with people's issues and problems in society that don't require a gun. And that shouldn't require a gun. And that should require people who are trained and not bringing people who are completely untrained into the situation that they're not trained to deal with and arrest people and kill people. Um, I, I, and it I, helps everybody out. It, it's not like it hurts the cops. I mean, there's so many police who handle, and th this is, you know, I'm not saying anything bad about the cops, but when when they, they handle that, inappropriately when they handle those situations that you're talking about inappropriately they get fired yeah they get their you know they get they get uh, reprimanded somehow you know what i mean like they get in trouble so they it would help them too to have people who are you know qualified in different things to help them because it just means that they they don't have to be caught in that situation. There, there was a, a video that went viral a couple of years back where uh, a mentally handicapped girl uh, was refusing to go with a police officer or listen to a police officer outside of a school. And she was in, she was in her own, you know, she was, she didn't know like what was going on really. And, and then all of a sudden, like this cop, this resource officer like slams her down or I don't even think it was, it was an officer who was like just there at the school and wasn't part of the, like the school's program or anything. And he like slammed her down and like arrested her not knowing she was mentally handicapped. Dude, people and I'm like, died because they were mentally handicapped and yeah. for the police. People were- Yeah, and people, I'm like, that, a dude that's not needed. You know, like, and got killed because he wouldn't listen to the yeah. cops. Because he was dead. Like, these things happen, man, a lot. And it's just like, it, it, the, the straw that cat broke the camel's back was gonna happen at some point. It's crazy that it happened now. Um, I. I have hope for the future that uh, Minneapolis is about to become the first example. They're going on a year research mission to figure out what their new police department's going to be. Uh, we'll see what that looks like. 
And I guarantee you, man, if they, uh, I, I, what's crazy is like people think that if you even give rid of p police a little bit, it's going to cause great harm and great things like that. There's a lot of things that people don't, don't want to listen to. Like the crime rate for the last 20 years has been going down, right? Police, like police don't get trained but to kill, right? All the time. It's important for us to realize how police are being trained and the way they're being trained to go into situations, every situation, and just and 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 understand what what brings them into that mindset and shift it. And on top and on top of that, actually train police officers because the thing a lot of this is actually the fact that police officers like spend next to no time training after they're done with the academy. Yep. I, which which has happens in like what other profession can you say that like once you got like once you know your skills you're done with training forever everyone does continue like education yeah everyone does it and, and everyone has to have credits of some sort you know to like to keep that certification i was like why why aren't the police held to those same standards i uh, mean i don't know it is i don't know man uh, you know, it, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a thing that society has built around police. You know, we've, we've built them on the pedestal and we have put the word safety staunchly in their hands. And by doing that, we have given them power and prowess to basically do carte blanche. Um, I have hope that things are shifting and changing. Finally, that's the thing about me, man. I, I like, whatever's happening in the world, I will always have optimism for the future, for humanity. I just think we're smarter and better than most people think. And that's just the way I choose to operate in life. Um, it's terrible that things had to happen the way they did, but they had to happen and they did happen and change gonna come. Yep. Change gonna come. Thank God for that. Just a, just a fun fact. Did you know that um, civilian-owned guns per 100 people in America compared to Israel yeah. is a tenth of the percentage, right? So like a tenth of civilian-owned guns per 100 people. Um, and the, the death rate, gun homicides per 100,000 people is it's just outrageously united states yeah for first with israel second that's nuts uh the only reason why i want like that you know that th those could be just like stupid espn stats like to you but like that's crazy how a militant country like israel <laughs> who you know like every time we like turn on the news like there's <laughs> You know, there there used to be a shooting, some sort of shooting, in Israel. That's a, a it's a war zone in some parts. Yeah. The straight up war and zone. And like, and think about how small it is. And they're yeah. the only, they're they're second place to United States in homicides. 
That's that, that that's like that's a problem. And then the, like because we're not at war. We, we're not at war in the country right now. No, and we put more people in jail than any other country. Like the jail thing, like no one's talking about that much, but like our jail system is so fucked up. It's I mean, oh, well, people finally starting to get educated somewhat about it because of uh you know the the thirteen like you know like the the yeah. Netflix movie right now. But I mean people selling that people were, that was a chanting cry at some of the protests I witnessed. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh uh, man, uh, I think we're good to go, man. Yeah. Is it? We did it. Let's man. kill it. Let's kill it, man. Um, thank you so much. We got through with audio and everything. Yeah, figured it out towards the end. Um, thanks for watching. I did see all the comments. Thank you so much for sticking with us, Raj. I'll hit you up, man. See what's up. Uh, fuck. I please. Uh, my YouTube channel is the Arnie Diaz Show. The podcast is called the Arnie Diaz Show. Available on all platforms. Follow me at Arnie Diaz eighty nine on everything. Thank you. Anything you want to plug, Drew? Nah, man. Cool. Oh. Stay safe. Stay wear a mask. Safe. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Uh, <laughs> go on. Fucking vote. Go vote, y'all. <laughs>